Hi everyone, welcome to Behind the Fun, a practical parent education podcast brought to you by FTC Kids Empowerment Center. One of the reasons we've decided to launch this podcast is because we want to provide parents with the tools and resources that they need to better understand their child and assist in the development process. In these 10 to 15 minute long segments, you'll learn from our amazing therapists and come away from each episode feeling a little bit better, a little bit more informed, and a lot more confident about the techniques the FTC Kids family is using with your kiddos. My name is Ryan Goodrich, and this This is is Behind Behind the the Fun, Fun, Practical Practical Parent Parent Education. On today's episode, we have Elisa Wu, the Director of Occupational Therapy at FTC Kids Empowerment Center. Elisa started out as one of Raina's students, and during that time, she realized that her passion and her purpose in occupational therapy fell within the pediatric population. She engages kiddos in deliberate customized activities and exercises that lead them towards an attainable goal while always having the most fun possible. Elisa, thanks so much for your time today. I have some questions for you, and I'm asking these from the place of a parent whose child is just beginning the experience of working with amazing therapists such as yourself. When I walk around the halls at FTC Kids, I see therapists working with children, and it really looks like they're having a great time in their planes. Why does occupational therapy look like regular play to the untrained eye? That's kind of funny because I always think to myself how parents may think that I'm just playing with their kids as they see me just toss their kids into the pulpit, and they're like, what is this crazy lady doing? Or I pretend that I'm a little silly monster with my crazy voice. But at FTC, we use a play-based approach through pretend play, object-based play, which is playing with toys, and sensory motor activities that are all child-led. Sensory motor activities can include swinging, jumping, animal walks, hanging, pushing and pulling, even wrestling. Mm. Um, But as a therapist, from my point of view, if I'm not having fun, my kiddo's not having fun. The children come to our clinic to play and we are intentionally doing activities to help their sensory systems mature. Play-based activities that are child-led, they're more meaningful. It also builds that relationship for the child to trust us. During our sessions, we have goals for each kid that comes through our doors to grow, learn, and expand their play. Through play and all the activities that we do in the gym, we target their gross motor skills, fine motor skills, It also encourages emotional maturity, supports social interactions. So if we have another kiddo in the gym and they need to work on shearing or turn taking, we'll support them during those moments. And through play, we also build their self-confidence to try new experiences or face any challenges that come their way. We find ways to adapt the environment or any toys to just find the right challenge for the child to still have fun. I always, always, always encourage parents to make time and be more involved in their child's play. The best advice I could give to a parent is to just let their kids take the lead, have fun, and always try to find ways on how to play games differently with your child. It shouldn't be stressful. So I shouldn't be trying to like influence the games that my, my kids want to play. Like if I want to play Uno with my daughter, and that's really all I want to play, but she doesn't want to, I have to let go of my, my control issues. <laughs> For sure. If she wants to play upside down, or if she wants to change the rules just even a little bit, I would be all for it. I'm an executive coach in my normal profession, and and I thought that occupational therapy was kind of what I was doing with my adult clients. Now, children don't have occupations. Their job is to be a kid, right? So when a child comes to see you for occupational therapy, what are you working on? 
The number one occupation for children is playing. However, as occupational therapists, we do target other occupations depending on each child's needs. We can target their activities of daily living, such as dressing, feeding, toileting, and hygiene. Some of the activities that we do in the gym are to work on their balance, strength, sequencing skills, and coordination. We need all those skills in order for them to fully participate in their occupations with increased confidence and independence. Like I said, play is the number one occupation for kids. So it's supposed to be spontaneous or it can be also organized. It's supposed to be fun and entertaining. So we want our kids to explore their environment while still being able to maintain their bodies with good balance, coordination, and joint attention. We want their focus to be with that one-to-one support. As a parent, watching my children at home, watching them at play, how would I know if my kiddo needs occupational therapy? Like, What are some of the things that I should be looking for? Well, there are many things that parents come to us for. The most common or the most common concerns families may, may have or they might have a hard time with transitions or changes, even if it's familiar. Let's say that their, their kid is going to school and they know that they're gonna go to school, but they still have a hard time getting their clothes on, putting their shoes on, getting their book back on. So even if it's a familiar routine, they might have a hard time they might need to they might benefit from OT. Other things that you might need to look for are they're constantly tripping, they're clumsy, they can't feed themselves, they might have missed developmental milestones such as crawling. They might hold it in at school and do really, really well, but once they get home, they have a huge meltdown. Some other things are they might have a hard time academically, which is like reading, writing, having a hard time recognizing shapes, copying shapes. Things that you might also notice are any drooling, if they enjoy chewing non-food items. So they're constantly putting foods in, constantly putting items in their mouth that are not edible. They might have a hard time sitting still or they have a hard time listening and attending. They might have a hard time tolerating certain textures, sounds, visual stimuli or they might even seek those kinds of input. If you have a kiddo that might be running around frequently or gets afraid of being placed on suspended equipment such as swings, your child might benefit from an OT screening. But if you're ever in doubt, do not hesitate to advocate for your child at your pediatrician checkups. At FTC, we offer screenings to answer any questions or concerns a family may have, and we would also be able to determine if your child would benefit from a comprehensive evaluation. You know, I have, I have two beautiful girls of my own. They're nine and six, and as a parent, how can I be more helpful to them? Like, what sort of strategies should I be using at home beyond just letting them guide me through play, like allowing them to free flow and, and go get into the things that they're interested in? You definitely want to support your child, even though they're coming here one or two times a week. After the comprehensive evaluation, once they start receiving services, their therapist will provide home exercise activities to implement at home. I cannot emphasize enough, carryover activities is highly encouraged for your child to achieve their goals. After getting to know the child, doing some activities, clinicians will be able to provide sensory-rich activities to promote improved re- regulation, work on any concerns that you might have, which is like frustration tolerance, being able to button their clothes, zippering, but some activities or some examples that a therapist might provide that can foster skills at home would be 
possibly heavy work activities that include carrying heavy objects, pushing and pulling, hanging. This may look like your child pushing a laundry basket to the laundry room, helping out with groceries, hanging on the monkey bars at the playground, jumping, animal walks, and even wrestling. But that's one of my favorite things to do with the kids here. Why would my kids need occupational therapy and not physical therapy? What's the difference between the two? No, I get that question a lot, but in the pediatric environment at FTC, there can be a little bit of an overlap between OT and PT. We do similar things. Some of the PTs are also trained in the sensory processing systems, and we also collaborate with the physical therapist to see if we have a kiddo that has a hard time with balance or any strengthening differences, then we always collaborate and try to work together to figure out how we can attain the goals that they have. Both disciplines work on their kiddo's ability to complete their everyday tasks safely and independently. But OTs work on activities of daily living, which I mentioned before, such as dressing, eating, playing, learning while looking through the, a holistic lens. So we look at the child's developmental milestones, if they're meeting them or if they're delayed, physical well-being, mental and emotional connections. At FTC, we also work on kiddos' motor planning skills, body awareness, coordination, balance, and even our, the most important, sensory regulation and modulation skills. If we don't have those skills, we can't function on a day-to-day -day basis. But for PTs, they work more on the physical mobility of moving their bodies in a safe manner in order to complete those daily activities, knowing how to navigate their environment, getting to and from where they need to go. But the main focus is to provide intervention, rehabilitate the, the muscles so that their bodies can function properly on a day-to-day -day basis. Let's say my daughter needs to work on her handwriting. What's involved in helping me improve that? Isn't it just eye-hand coordination and, and taking your time or is there more to it? No, 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 no. There are many factors that impact handwriting. There are many families that come in here and they say, I need to work on my kid's handwriting. But after doing a comprehensive evaluation, each clinician that does the evaluation helps determine what is causing the handwriting difficulties. They might have poor body posture, poor core strength. They don't have the hand or pinch strength needed to even hold a pencil. One of the biggest things are is visual attention and concentration. If I see a kiddo for a comprehensive evaluation and I see that they can't even attend, we need to work on that first before even doing handwriting. So there's definitely things that could be underlying issues that contribute to handwriting difficulties. But using a bottom-up approach, we look at the child's sensory systems, which include the vestibular, proprioceptive, visual, and tactile systems, and even the primitive reflexes, which we're born with, but they're supposed to be integrated by a specific age. But that completely needs its own podcast. There's a lot <laughs> of information that you that I could share, but I'll save that for another time. Yeah, there's definitely a lot more to it than, than I initially thought. Yeah, definitely. But if there's any differences in those areas, it can impact your child's motor skills, behaviors, regulation, and attention, which are all needed for handwriting. So it's not just a simple answer. That's great to know. My last question for you is, why should a parent choose FTC Kids over another facility that they could potentially take their child to? I've worked here and I've been one of the first therapists to come to work at FTC under Anna. And I can truly say that FTC and its therapists do amazing things. We care for each child and family that comes through the doors. 
And even though we see your kids one to two times a week, the therapists are always planning and doing a lot of research on ways to help assist you guys whenever we aren't with them. Our team is very dedicated, supportive, and loves to have fun and watch our kids blossom while also building therapeutic relationships and building their confidence. I can't emphasize that enough. Whenever I see a kiddo reaching their goals, I want to have a party. I want the families to have a party and just cheer the kids on. That sounds like a best practice we should be implementing. (laughs) (laughs) Great. Elisa, thanks so much for your time today. It's very much appreciated, and I'm glad that we were able to give you a platform to talk more about occupational therapy for those parents who are interested in learning more so that they can best support their kids. Anytime. Thank you for having me. This has been Behind the Fun, practical parent education brought to you by FTC Kids Empowerment Center in Little Falls, New Jersey. If you enjoyed today's podcast or found it useful, please make sure to follow us on Spotify, iHeartRadio, or your preferred podcast app. For more information on FTC Kids Empowerment Center, please visit us at www.ftckids.com. If you're interested in real-time content, you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok as well. Please check our episode description for links to those resources. 